Welcome to the Rich Coach Club, the podcast that teaches you how to build your dream coaching practice and how to significantly increase your income. If you're a coach and you're determined to start making more money, this show is for you. I'm Master Certified Life Coach Susan Hyatt, and I'm psyched for you to join me on this journey. You're listening to episode number 20. Here we go. Think about the last person you hired, the babysitter you hired, the massage therapist you hired, the assistant you hired, or maybe there's a yoga teacher or a spin class teacher that you especially love. You guys are going to hear a lot about my new obsession with my Peloton spin bike, and I have some instructors I'm obsessed with. You know, the ones that you always make sure to take their classes. Why did you hire that particular person? Or why did you choose that instructor? Is it because of their impressive credentials? Is it because of their long list of degrees and certifications? Is it because of their banging resume, their awesome LinkedIn profile? Probably not. I mean, sure, yeah, maybe you glanced at their resume or their website or whatever. You took a little peek at their credentials, sure. But ultimately, you hired this person because you just like them. You like their vibe. You like their personality. You like how you feel when you're in their presence. You feel an emotional click with this person. Something about their spirit makes you go, yep, she's the one for me. This is the power of personality. So what's your personality? When it comes to your coaching practice, are you expressing your personality clearly? Are you sharing your personality in your emails, in your social media presence, in your conversations with potential clients, basically in everything you do? Or are you hiding your personality? Or maybe you're trying to emulate someone else's personality. Maybe you have a mentor that you really admire and you've been kind of modeling your services and your marketing style based on their personality, but not yours. That never works. And this happens all the time, unfortunately. We don't want that. Today's episode is all about personality, how to express your unique personality so that you can attract your dream clients and build your dream coaching practice and make way more money too. Let's start today's episode with your two-minute pep talk. All right, folks, here's your two-minute pep talk for the week. And this is the part of the show where I share some encouragement and inspiration to get your week started off right. And I try to keep things to 120 seconds or less. We're going to do a little exercise together. I'm going to say someone's name, a famous person that you probably know. And when I say their name immediately, I want you to say one, two, or three words to describe their personality. If you're in a library or riding a bus and you don't want to shout out words in front of random people, then just say the words inside your mind, okay? All right, again, I'm going to say someone's name and then right away without thinking too hard or overthinking. Just say a couple of words to describe their personality. Here's an example. I say, Michelle Obama. And you might say, elegant, confident, powerful. I say, Ellen DeGeneres. And you might say, funny, kind, generous. Got it, okay? We're going to move quickly. Ready, set, here we go. 
Barack Obama, Amy Schumer, Lady Gaga, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, Dolly Parton, your BFF, whoever that person is, three words to describe them. Your personal hero. You. Ooh, see what I did there? I tricked you into describing yourself. Were you able, though, to think of one, two, or three words to describe your personality? Hopefully, yes. If not, keep pondering this. If you feel stumped, ask your friends and family and clients to help you out. Like, talk to people who you know really well and ask, hey, what words would you pick to describe me? This can be really illuminating. I would say three words that describe my personality are fiery, brave, and outspoken. I have a quick fire personality. I am not patient. I like to set goals and achieve them like yesterday. And in a group situation, I'm usually the person who's saying, okay, let's get things moving. I am not the person who's saying, wait a sec, hold on, let's contemplate this for a while longer. I'm brave. I do regularly stand up to bullies and I've dealt with some scary ass shit in my life. So it's pretty tough to make me crumble. And I'm outspoken. I'm not afraid to speak my mind, even when I'm voicing an unpopular opinion. And as a woman, I feel it's very important to use my voice. And I try to inspire other women to do the same. So if you're familiar with my brand and with the types of services that I offer, you'll see my personality woven throughout everything I do. I'm just myself. On my website, you'll find tons of things that have a fiery, brave, outspoken feeling. For instance, I have a free program called Seven Days of Boldness. I've run a program called Make a Scene. I run a challenge called Ask for Everything. I have a product called the Go Time Day Planner. Everything I sell has a fired up, go, 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 make shit happen kind of feeling because that's my personality. Now, On my website, here's what you will not find. You will not find, for instance, a soothing serenity guided angel meditation accompanied by tinkling wind chimes and heart music. Not because that's bad. That's awesome. It's just not who I am. And Lord knows our world needs soothing angel meditations. I probably need to listen to 5,000 of them. (laughs) But I'm not the right woman to record one of those. That's a project for some other amazing coach to do. Maybe you. So it's important that your coaching business reflect your true personality. Your emails, the way you greet clients, the way you market yourself, every part of your business should reflect you, your vibe. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, uh, I don't know what my personality is, then That is your homework for this week. Spend some time trying to figure this out. Try to narrow things down to three words that most accurately describe who you are. I know you can do it. And once you have this clarity about yourself, boom, it's so powerful. It leads to a stronger brand and it leads to more client bookings and more opportunities and more money. Your personality, your unique personality is gold. Pep Talk complete. Now we're moving into the part of the show where I give shout outs to you. Shout outs to listeners, clients, all the wonderful people in my business community. And today I want to give a shout out to Randy. 
So Randy left a five-star review for the podcast, and she says, coaching is a calling. Many of us are good at it, and for some of us, it's our life's work. Truth. But making a living as a coach is something altogether different and not necessarily a given, even with the most talented and among the most excellent of coaches. So we turn to Susan as one of the beacons. She can help you see how it can be done and done with both integrity and excellence. In our line of work, it's often be great at your work or be great in business. The Rich Coach Club podcast shows and proves it can be both. Thank you, Susan. Listen, Randy, that's one of my most favoritest ever reviews anyone has ever left. And I so appreciate that. And everything you said is so true. It can be both, folks. It can be your life's calling and your passion and also profitable. So that's my shout out for today. And hey, if you have something to say about the show, go ahead and send us an email or post a five-star iTunes review about the show or something on social media, and you might hear your name on a future episode. I love giving shout-outs to people in my community, so holla at me. Thank you for the love. I love you right back. All right, it's time for an interview, and today I'm chatting with Hey Shanae, Shanae Howard. Shanae is a woman of many talents. She's a fantastic copywriter and business advisor, and she helps people find the right words to explain what they do and the right words to express their personalities. She's also a TV writer, and she's pursuing her Hollywood dreams, and she loves Keanu Reeves, Thai food, yoga, and the Backstreet Boys. How do I know all of these details about Shanae? Because Shanae includes all this info right on her website. She's hilariously funny. She's obsessed with celebrities and pop culture. She's relaxed. She's not stuffy and formal. She's witty and smart. And after spending 30 seconds on her website, you immediately get a sense of her personality. She is so good at expressing personality to the max. So she's the perfect guest for this episode, and I know you'll love hearing her thoughts. Let's talk to Shanae. Hey, Shanae. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. How are you? I'm so stoked to have you on here because we've been Facebook friends for a long, long time. I have thoroughly enjoyed you. Likewise, likewise. (laughs) Watching you grow your amazing business. And one of the things that I love about you is that you're always keeping it real. You're always telling people (laughs) straight up what's going to work and what's not going to work. And but you also do it in a really kind way. Oh, that's so nice. Sometimes I'm like, wow, Shanae, don't be so savage. (laughs) (laughs) Leaving people alone. Speaking of the word savage, I was going to buy myself a t-shirt that said savage. And my daughter was like, absolutely not. But, But, you know, I think that sometimes people can mistake honesty for being a savage. And I think that you know, you just straight up tell people what's up. So let's talk a little bit about how you arrived at that place. So how long have you been in business now? 
Uh, eight years. <laughs> eight yeah. years. I think we've been Facebook friends every day of those eight years. I'm pretty sure we have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been, been yeah. it's been a while. And your business has gone through a couple of evolutions. So talk a little bit about what you do today, but what how you started. Okay, so right now I mostly kind of help people learn how to communicate their value to people in the best way possible because I think, and my journey is kind of how I got there. It's when you realize, and I'm sure you've seen this too, it's like all problems are kind of communication problems with businesses. And we'll talk more about that later. But it's like, I realized that if I could just teach people how to talk about their stuff consistently, I was being the most value. And before that, I was doing a little bit of everything. So I started off as a copywriter. I used to write commercials for like local car dealerships (laughs) and stuff like that. So I used to like write videos and stuff like that. I used to do resumes. And as a copywriter, you just get kind of frustrated because you're like, nobody knows what the hell they're talking. You know what I mean? Like, how am I supposed to write when I don't know? And so that got me into branding because I was like, okay, let's kind of help people figure out what it is they're talking about and like the kind of like the message and stuff like that, which we can talk about soon. And I just kind of evolved from there. And then I think I went through kind of a a period in my business. And I think everybody goes through this where you're just kind of like, you know, when you lose track of who you are and you're like, I could do everything. And it's so funny because I have this bundle right now and I put all these products in it. I was like, why do I have a quiz product? Why do I have like a product to like do every single freaking thing? And so I kind of like went off where I was trying to be like, one fits all for everyone. And then basically I've kind of returned to my core where I'm really doing what I'm passionate about, which is branding and helping people message their brilliance for the world. Mm. So I agree with you. And so as you know, I work with coaches. My brand is evenly split between helping entrepreneurs make money and then helping women love the skin they're in. And there's a lot of overlap there. But yeah, when I'm working with coaches and helping them build their business, there's a lot of things that I see. And I agree with you that being able to talk about what it is that you do plainly and explain to people what it is that you offer the world is so important. So your service is so needed. Let's talk about some of the top things, as I love to do on this podcast, that (laughs) all y'all coaches listening, like get your pencils out, because these are some (laughs) things that we've all probably done, you may or may not be doing, but you want to be aware of that you could be doing that's blocking the business that you want to attract. Oh, man, where to begin? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, okay, so... The one thing that, so you're a really good mentor for other coaches because you're really good at branding. So you've managed, because I know you've been around for a long time and you've kind of embraced branding and messaging in a way that a lot of legacy coaches have not. So the biggest thing that happens is that somebody is following their mentors and their mentor's copy is just gobbledygook because they've been around since the freaking 80s (laughs) and so like they're like I'm just gonna write my copy like my mentor or this person that they really admire not knowing that whoever that mentor is is working off of momentum and so they're not gonna have to work as hard or message as hard because technically the coaching industry is kind of like a tree system where you have like people at the top and then there's people below and people below and it kind of like streams down. And so people think that they can message themselves like the people at the top. And it's like, no, you haven't really earned that yet. And a lot of that, you know, the way that you can message in the world really depends on timing. And in 2018, you have to be 
really, really clear and specific because it's really a niche market right now, not just for coaching, but for everything. People just want what they want. They're very specific about what they want. And so the biggest things coaches do is they're like, well, my coach, she talks like this. And so I'm going to talk like this. And I'm like, well, did your launch work? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, (laughs) that's kind of why you can't just take on the persona of your mentors and expect it to work because of, like I said, it, it doesn't work because they don't have to work as hard as you do, but also because people aren't going to want two of the same thing. Yeah. But, you know, you don't buy two pairs of the exact same sandals, right? You want a color that's this color and this color. But I think coaches don't think that. And I know you saw it too, especially with the Marie Forleo thing happened. And it's like everybody was like trying to look like Marie Forleo. And I was like, there's only one Marie Forleo for a reason. Right. So I think that's the biggest, biggest thing is that people are confused. So they model their mentors and they end up going through this thing where for years they're like, why isn't this working? And it's because they keep copying other people instead of figuring out, okay, this is how I help people. If that makes sense. Oh my God. You just described this in a way that I don't think I've ever heard it described so simply before, because just saying (laughs) like, just saying, which I say to people like, don't copy me. Or don't copy other people is one thing, but explaining to people the fact that the reason that somebody who's, you know, if you're using the tree example, the reason that those people are able to do what they're doing is number one, they are being themselves. But number two, they have this long track record of doing lots of things. Yes. Yeah. And therefore, I could go on Facebook and say, I have a spot for this who wants it and that might work because I've got 12 years behind me. Whereas if you are a brand new coach, that's probably not going to work for you. Oh my God. Absolutely. And I think there's this kind of like, I think a lot of coaches sell like this kind of ease around it. So they're like, I just show up and like everything just kind of happens. And I'm like, well, it's a little bit more complicated than that. And so people get confused and that's the thing. It's like, and people, I don't know. I don't know why everybody's so allergic to hard work, but like, I don't know why that's like a bad thing in entrepreneurship where they're just like, if you tell people they have to work or like think or like effort into it. And I guess it's like kind of a result of kind of like how everything is structured, but people really resist that. And it's true, like, you have 12 years to do that. And, you know, and like I said, I have eight years so that I can, like, put out a sale and it make a lot of money. But, like, you know, if you haven't done that, you need to warm up your list. You need to do this. You need to do that. I've been warming up my list for eight years. So I don't have to necessarily have to work as hard as somebody else does. And so I think a lot of – I think the thing that coaches are doing worse – right now it's just like not realizing how much effort is required to be a professional coach who is working for as long as maybe you or I have because I think it's easy to be kind of like a flash in the pan coach and just kind of come you know make that one big launch and then never be able to repeat it which I know like I used to kind of do kind of ghost launch consulting and I can tell you (laughs) like a lot of that stuff is not what you think um and I think coaches end up having those thoughts where they're just like it's just 
you just do this and that's it. And that's not really it. And I think that's the other thing. It's like knowing that it's an everyday, every week thing where you're just constantly needing to be on it and you just don't do it once. And that's it. It's kind of consistency is another big thing too. Um, I don't know. I I got a little muddled, but that's kind of what I think is some of the other things. It's just being like, it's a lot of work and it's consistent work. That's another thing I think coaches sometimes don't think about. Well, I think that plain talk is needed and I appreciate it. And it almost sounds like you were eavesdropping on my morning run this morning with my best friend (laughs) because I was talking about the very same thing that like, listen, you couldn't tell a boss that you might show up for five hours this week and expect to get your full paycheck. Absolutely. Right. And so coaches, I think many of you listening may be buying into the fantasy that if you are in business for yourself because you're the boss and you call the shots, which is true, that then you're going to sit on the beach with your laptop, which by the way, who really does that? The sun makes it impossible to see their sand, like ridiculous, right? But yes, you can have an amazing life and being your own boss, I definitely don't want to ever go back to working for somebody else. However, it's consistent work and I'm working, you know, I'm not pretending or playing dress up i'm i'm actually at my desk yeah. <laughs> i'm working but you know what i don't think season people i don't think people realize that i think people really think that like nobody's really working i it's like a very strange phenomenon i'm like what do you think how do you think all this stuff gets done i don't know it's like a really interesting gap between reality and how you know if people perceive business to be you know so and it's and it's like you just don't get those things. You have to work for them. You know, I this year I, I, I always wanted to live at the beach and I finally live at the beach. But if if I <laughs> told people what it took to get me there, they'd be like, I don't know if I want to do this because it was a lot. <laughs> it was right. a lot. So I think that's another thing, too. It's just I feel like it gets easier in that you love the work more. I don't know because. I don't know how you feel about this, but I work, but it doesn't feel like work because I love my, I love my job. So like I can like sit and like be writing this emails and stuff like this. So I'm like, this is so great, but it's still work, but it's, it's fun because it's what I'm doing and I get to create my own schedule and stuff like that. So I don't want it to sound like it's a drag entrepreneurship is the worst. And I also don't (laughs) love like hustle porn and all that stuff. Like I'm not really into that, but there is a level of kind of conscious, consistent effort that's like required to do this that I think a lot of coaches in particular are not really understanding sometimes. No, I think that's very well put. And I'm totally with you. I'm so, and this is one of the things I teach that you've really got to understand and remember why you're bothering with this whole entrepreneurship thing in the first place, right? And so for me, I'm constantly thinking about my former self when I was like this (laughs) broken down realtor crying in my office. There are lots of women like that who I'm just kind of like just super passionate when I wake up in the morning that I want to help as many people as possible. And that keeps me going even when... You know, I blow money on Facebook ads that don't convert. And even when Zoom doesn't work and even when, you know, my dog escapes right before a webinar and, you know, like all the all the things that happen on a daily basis 
that make working for yourself a challenge, I'm still so grateful, right, that you and I get to talk on Skype about how to do business. It's a miracle. It is. It's just, it's so magical. And it's, it's, I just feel so blessed every day that I get to do it. And it's, and it's, it's exactly what you're talking about. I mean, to be around for 12 and eight years, you have to really love it. And I think that's the other thing too, of like really getting in the cut of like what you like to do so that when you're doing it, when all this stuff happens, it's easier to kind of get through it. Cause I've had to have kind of like come to Jesus moments with people where I'm just like, listen, like, do you even like doing this? <laughs> because if you don't, it's going to be hard to sustain over years and years. So I think that's a really good point of like, when you are doing what you really like and you're really passionate about, then it's easy to kind of like have crazy crap go wrong because I know for me, oh my God, so many things have happened and I'm still just like, well, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. This is what I've chosen. This is what I love. So yeah. Here we go. (laughs) So one of the things that you talk about quite a bit that I, that you've alluded to a little bit, but I do think it's important to, for coaches listening to hear you talk about curating your business or choosing the ways that you want to communicate and do business that suits your personality? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Again, where do I begin? (laughs) I think that um, when I did struggle in my business, it was because I was selling and doing things that I felt like people wanted versus the things that I felt called to do. Um, I always use this example of a chef and like a sandwich. So like a chef can like sell a sandwich and be like, okay, that sandwich is helping people. They like that sandwich. But when that chef makes a meal where they really like are passionate about cooking and they did all the ingredients and they really thought about it and stuff like that. They sell that meal and they're like, yeah, you're going to pay top dollar for this meal because it's amazing. I put my heart and soul into it and I put everything I have into it. And this is going to be the best meal of your life. So $100, please. And they don't think twice about it because of that effort versus a sandwich where they're like, okay, I don't know, 10 bucks. And I think that's like the key to business is that sandwich story because whenever you get into this place where you just feel like you're selling sandwiches where you know you're helping people because that's the thing. It's like you can have amazing value for people and create great stuff, but not feel necessarily passionate about it or called to it. And so then it gets hard. So when you're selling or when you get into a launch or something, you're just like, oh, for the love of, and then you just kind of like lose steam and momentum and it's hard to sell. When you get on the webinars, you're kind of like flubbing or whatever versus like, for example, Money Words Monthly, which is a thing I have now. I don't care. Like I just talk about it all the time. It doesn't matter. Just like flows super, super easily. I send emails, people unsubscribe. I'm like, I don't care. You're lost. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, bye. So it's like one of those things where when it's like that is when the magic happens and everything is really easy. So that's like one of my big messages in my business and stuff is like, make sure that you take the time to find something that you feel that much about. And it's interesting because it doesn't necessarily have to be something you're quote unquote passion, passion, passionate about, but something you truly believe in. I don't know. I like went to this party once and I met these like drop shippers. I don't know if you know what drop shipping is. It's like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't understand something about Amazon sales 
I don't know, something. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. I vaguely, kind of like you, I vaguely understand what it means. Yeah. And like, I, mean, I was just like talking to these dropshippers and they were like, and we sold this and it's like a, and it's a, a blender and da, 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 da. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> these guys are so like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're so like, they're not passionate about blenders, but they're passionate about dropshipping. So like, and dropshipping apparently is extremely hard, but because they love it so much and they love the process about of it, even though they don't love the blenders, they go and they go for it. And every day they wake up and they go after whatever the heck it is they're doing. Because <laughs> I don't get it. And so I think that's super, super important, especially for coaches, because I know, because I was, I mean, I am kind of a business coach. I don't know, like I do kind of business coaching and branding coaching, and it is emotionally exhausting. So if you don't really like it and if you can't really create those boundaries and create that space around it, then it becomes like more of a sandwich situation where you're kind of like dragging yourself to try to sell it and stuff. Yeah. For sure. I have so many examples of that. And I, I had a client who it was basically like, listen, like I can help you come up with all the strategies in the world. But if you don't feel passionate about why you're in this, like none of that is going to work. Everything's going to fall flat or or be lukewarm, at least like the sandwich oh, example yeah. that you gave. And I told a class I was teaching right before I hopped on Skype with you just now. I just got... I am obsessed, obsessed with the Peloton bike. Do you know what this is? Oh, yeah. You got it. I got got the Peloton. I've had two, exactly two rides in two days, and I literally had tears streaming down my face. I loved it so much. My husband was like, I don't get it. I was like, listen, (laughs) it's like life coaching combined with spin. These instructors are ridiculously good. And I have zero problem, just like the $100 meal, telling everybody, like, get you a bike if you are at all interested in spin and life coaching together, right? And that kind of passion is how I think people who are entrepreneurs need to feel about their business Like you said, it doesn't have to be every facet of their business. Because listen, I don't feel that way about some of the behind the scenes work. But (laughs) I'm like, you gonna want some of this. Yes, you do. You crazy if you don't want this. (laughs) And if you're at all like, I don't know, like maybe that's not gonna work out. It doesn't work. And I like it. And I'm so glad to hear you say that because people don't believe me. Because I, I think there's like this also thing of like, I think entrepreneurs feel like they're supposed to feel awful. That's like another thing. <laughs> it's like it's all supposed to like feel awful. And I'm like, no, like you have to. I don't know. I tell people, like, I literally look at my emails and I'm just like, man, I feel so sad for that person. Like they are going to miss out. You know what I mean? That's how passionate I am about what I'm offering. Like, I love, love, love it. And there's so many things I don't love, but because it's all in the service of the things that I do love and a product that I 100% believe in, I don't really care as much. Or like I get somebody to help me with it and I don't mind investing because I'm like, okay, well, if I want more people to do this, I have to do this. Okay, great. Let's do it. <laughs> you know, because I really, really like it. And it's so important. Um, and it's also a journey. It's not something that happens right away. Like I said, for me, it took a while and it, and, it, and it took a lot of products that I cycled through before I kind of arrived, arrived. And 
the other thing is that you can have lukewarm results with that, you know, $20 sandwich, which is where a lot of businesses end up kind of sticking before they burn out and they leave or something else happens. I mean, we see it all the time. People come and go and it's because they were selling that $10 sandwich versus trying to find that $100 meal that they were passionate about. I think it's really like the key to business, honestly. <laughs> so yeah. I love this metaphor so much. I can't even stand it. Like I'm going to be talking <laughs> about the sandwich versus the dinner like for days, for months. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, it's so and I think about it too whenever I'm doing something I'm like, am I just trying to get the sandwich cuz you know what happens and I know no coaches that listening you totally know this. Is people will come to you for stuff that you're like, I could do that. But do you really, really love to do that? Especially I know a lot of coaches are multi-potentialites, you know, and so they have all these things that they can do. And sometimes for me, people will come to me with projects. and I'm like, oh, that would be cool. And I know I could do it, but I knew that I, I could just do it because I could do it versus like being like, oh, I love this. And every time I do it, something bad happens. Like it ends up being like a nightmare client or they can't pay or something like that. So now I just never do it. Like I only do create and sell what I want to create and I don't compromise. And that's the other thing. It's like when you are that passionate about your stuff, you just don't compromise and you just sort of wait until people are ready. And it's like, oh, are you ready? Cool. Awesome. And that's the energy that people can feel because if people get the feeling or the vibe that you're somebody who is not in alignment with their worth, they will try to take advantage <laughs> without even knowing it. Like they're not doing it on purpose. They're just coming from, you know, cause people come to you with their stories. And so, you know, people will come and they'll be very scarce about it. They're like, well, I can't afford it this time or whatever. And, da, 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 da. and can you please do this? And I'm like, Oh no, like just, come back when you're ready. And then I, I tell you, I shit you not, Susan, like literally a week later, I'll see this, the payment notification come in, right? Because they just are like waiting for you to hold them accountable for it. You know what I mean? Like, but as soon as you're like, yeah, maybe we could work something out, but it's not good for them either, especially in the coaching world. So I think that's why it's also important to kind of create something that you're just like, ah, hell yeah, I love this. Absolutely. <laughs> I have so many funny stories that illustrate what you just said. The funniest one is there was a woman who reached out to me and she wanted a scholarship for a high level program that I was running. And I wasn't offering scholarships for this thing. And she wanted a scholarship and she had a lot of reasons why. And I read through this long email where she articulated, you know, that she was a single mom and she didn't have the money and all these other reasons. And whenever somebody pitches me anything, I go look at them on social media. Right. And so I go and I look at her Facebook page and we weren't friends, but most of her page was open. And I kid you not, this woman who wanted me to give her, I think it was a $10,000 scholarship was on a ski trip to Switzerland. Oh, no. I'm not even talking the freaking Rocky Mountains. Oh, this woman no. was oh. in the Swiss Alps and her ski wear probably cost more than the program. Oh my God. And I was just kind of like, wow, she tried it. And so I messaged her back <laughs> and said, um, no, I'm not doing scholarships for this program, but enjoy Switzerland. <laughs> and, you know, then she sent me back this long thing and I just wouldn't let her in the program, period, because first of all, I don't I don't want somebody in a program like that who's going to 
story fondle to that Damn. degree. Yeah. But, uh, but, <laughs> but to prove your point, I mean, there, people will spend it on a handbag. They'll spend it on trips. They'll spend it on lots of things. And if they're trying to get you to come down on your price, they're just typically not that invested. Yeah, and there's always exceptions. I know you and I both like do some, like you have lots of free resources yep, and stuff like yep. that where we give a lot. And so like, I mean, and I try to make my content to the level in which if you wanted to build your business, you could just read my blog post. <laughs> you could definitely do it. And there's so many free resources and it's just, I think people try to bring you down with them and you just can't if you want to stay sustainable. And my one of my other big things I always say is that your experience matters. So like as a person, your experience, the things that you want and need in life are what matters first. And then you can sort of help other people once you are able to get it. <laughs> so good. So Shanae, if you had to leave our <laughs> listeners with one big piece of advice that you would love for them to absorb into their cells and carry forth into their businesses. What's the <laughs> number one thing you think is important for people to like use their voice, own their brand, be in alignment? Okay. So I think the biggest piece of advice that I want them is going to be a copywriting piece of advice. And I think it kind of encapsulates everything because make sure you're speaking the words of your clients and not in your words. You're the expert. You have to, if you want to be successful in business and if you want to get the things that you want out of business and find great clients that you really love and live the life you want, you have to get out of your head and get into the heads of your clients and talk the way they talk, see what they're saying, how they're talking about things and do that. Because I think a lot of times with coaches and I get a lot of coaches in my business, they're talking like the voice in their head or like their meditation teacher or whatever. And so they're saying, da -da 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 -da. and their clients are just like, I would really love for my husband to stop being such an asshole. <laughs> like, that's what they really want, you know? So getting into what your clients really want in their words is the number one thing you can do to make every aspect of your business better. If you have a launch and you do that, your launch will be more successful. If you have a Facebook post and you do that, more people will respond. A video, more people will respond. It is like, like the key to everything is if you take whatever you're writing and ask yourself, is this the way that your clients would say it or the way you would say it, you will make, I, I like, I think uh, a couple weeks ago, somebody was like, I gave this challenge to somebody. I was like, do it for a week. And she made like $3,000 <laughs> because, because it changed all of her emails. It, it changed everything. And she was like, I can't believe it. I was like, yeah, because it works <laughs> because of your, you know, I think a lot of people are so in their heads and again, they're copying their mentors and stuff like that, and they're not paying attention to what their clients really want. And so just by doing that will make a huge difference in your business. 100%. I could kiss you on the lips for this <laughs> advice. And you're like, please no creepy lady. But <laughs> I, this is something I wrangle with coaches on all the time. It's really, we really cannot use in our sales copy life coachy lingo and life coachy aspirational language because your client is not yet in that place. Exactly. They don't get it. They don't understand it. And it's like, I think it's because, like I said, we are in environments where we're other people and it's like kind of hard to figure out, which is why sometimes I'm like, get out of your Facebook group sometimes and kind of really get out there and join other groups that are not so like just everybody together because we're all talking the same way. We're all speaking the same way. We're all learning the same way. So we just end up kind of 
in this fishbowl where we're all fishes trying to like get one type of fish versus your people aren't even like they haven't even heard of these people you're talking about. So they have no clue what you're talking about. And I always talk to my friends about it. And, you know, they'll say like my friend, she like joined a love class. And I was like, oh, you joined a love course. She's like, yeah, I really love what she said because she had this thing about how to text like how to um, text well, right? Like how to send great texts or how to whatever. And I was like, that's so great because that's what people are thinking about. They're not thinking about finding the loves of their lives or whatever. They're thinking about what, how do I text this guy back? So that's a really mm-hmm. good example of how you are able to attract people who really need coaching, which is not just other coaches, like really people in the world. And I am, oh, I'm so passionate that coaches are what we need right now to like heal this earth. I know that sounds silly, but it's true. Like people need coaching and help and support in a way. And I think a lot of times we do a disservice of just kind of blocking ourselves in this corner and not going out and finding people like, you know, people who are working in social worker, people who are trying to do these things, firefighters, first responders, like all these people who really need help. Those people aren't being reached because we're kind of in this little kind of vortex whole thing where we're all talking to each other. So I think it's really, if people really want to make a difference, that's a way to do it. So a hundred percent. And I think for any of you listening who want to argue and say, well, yeah, but I want to talk about it in a more elevated way. I just want to encourage you that you can, once you get the client, Yes. <laughs> Once you get the client, then you help coach them, coach their mindset, elevate them to that place. But in your sales copy, you have to speak their language. So, oh my gosh, I love that that was your final and amazing tip. <laughs> now, I want to know for you. So this is called Rich Coach Club. And rich is a loaded word because it doesn't just mean money. Yeah. It means richness of life and presence and peace and all those things. So what's something for you that doesn't cost any money or very little money that helps you feel rich? Oh, I love this question. So there's a couple things. So I like being able to go to the beach whenever I want. (laughs) So like going to the beach whenever I want. I don't take my laptop because like I said, that's stupid. Like you said, it's like so dumb. But I think what makes me feel rich is just like having freedom to like if my mom's just like, Shanae, I don't know. I want you to come home. I can just come home. If I want to go to the beach, I can go to the beach during the middle of the day. If I'm like annoyed or tired, I can do those things. And that always what makes me feel rich. Like it's never the money, even though, you know, financially I've always done, you know, it's always up and down, but I always am able to support myself in a really good, abundant way. But for me, it's being able to do things without necessarily thinking about them and being able to make decisions out of a place of what I want versus fear. I think that's the biggest thing that always makes me feel quote unquote rich is like not having to make fear based decisions. Like I can't go to the beach because if I go to the beach, everything will fall apart. Or, you know, I can't do this because if I do, then I won't have money for this or or the sushi. I need to think about it. Like that type of stuff. I don't like, like I like to be able to go into every situation being like, wait, what do I really want out of this situation or whatever, what do I really want to do and be able to follow that versus kind of living out of the fear aspect of life. So I think that's what's made me feel the most rich after all these years is to be able to just kind of make those decisions and be like, I'm going to do this. And it's fine. (laughs) So yeah. Yes, I love that. And with that, I just want to thank you for your time and energy today. Where's the favorite place for people to connect with you? And we'll put it in the show notes. 
You can go to moneywordsmonthly.com. That's where my blog is. That's where my business is. That's where everything is. Um, You can get on my newsletter there. You can find me on Facebook there. Everything. That's my little command center. So go check that out. And yeah, and then also Shanae Howard everywhere. Hey, Shanae everywhere. Hey, Shanae. It's so brilliant. I love it because every time I think about you, that's what I think. Hey, Shanae. Just type hey, Shanae, and you'll find me everywhere. Awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Okay, people. All throughout this episode, we've been talking about personality. Earlier, I asked you to come up with two or three words to describe your own personality. If you absolutely must, okay, you can choose four or even five words, but try to restrain yourself. No more than five. Once you've got those words, I want you to put those words somewhere where you can see them daily. Write them on a post-it note, stick it to your computer. Write them on a piece of paper, put it on your bulletin board. Get a poster printed, get a tattoo, whatever you want to do, but keep those words visible to remind you to continually infuse those qualities into your business. For instance, maybe you would describe your personality as quiet, gentle, and caring. So how would you make your next social media post feel quiet, gentle, and caring? How could you make your website feel even more quiet, gentle, and caring? How could you design a program for your clients that feels quiet, gentle, and caring? Infuse those qualities into everything you do, and this will magnetize the right clients to you, and it'll give your coaching practice a really distinctive feeling. So to recap, Write down your personality words, keep those words around you, remember them, bring them into your business. This will create powerful shifts in your biz and your income. Your personality is worth millions. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And don't forget to spend some time thinking about the words that best describe your personality. If you feel stuck, talk to some people who know you really well and get them to help. Also, I highly recommend the book Style and Substance, written by my dear friend Liz Dennery. This book has lots of interesting questions and exercises that you can do to clarify your brand personality and sum it up quickly. Again, the book is Style and Substance, and it's fabulous, and you can order it off of Amazon. I'll put the link in the show notes. You have a beautiful personality that's yours and yours alone, and there's no one else on earth who's exactly like you. So let your personality shine in everything you do. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Susan Hyatt's Rich Coach Club. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to shyatt.com forward slash rich, where you'll find a free worksheet with audio called three things you can do right now to get more clients. You can download the worksheet and the audio print it out. There's a fun checklist for you to check off. Just three things to do. Check, check, checkity, check. This worksheet makes finding clients feel so much simpler and not so scary. So head to shyatt.com forward slash rich to get that worksheet. Over there, you're also going to find a free Facebook group you can join, especially for coaches. Bring your coaching practice and your income to the next level at shyatt.com. That's S-H-Y-A-T-T dot com. See you next week.